Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes. And yes. Welcome into Balloon Party 101 ESPN. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. Standing across from me is Action Jackson. He calls himself Lil Tex. Howdy, folks. Nice. New sheriff in town. Oh, you fa- do you fancy yourself as the new sheriff? Well, you know, if anyone wants to talk sideways at me, I'll let them know. Well, six five seven eight zero. <laughs> yeah, wait two minutes. And then people say they're leaving mic drops and you're not playing them. I have no idea how the whole thing works, and I feel like people want to talk on the show and you won't let them because they're saying negative things about you. That is my master's thesis. I gave master's theses on TMA earlier this morning, and now I'm giving a master's thesis, singular, singular, here on Balloon Party, that people are leaving mic drops, they're critical of you and your love for the association, and therefore you're not playing them. Now I see you're digging through the hard drive here in the studio at 101 ESPN, cluelessly, might I add, to create a visual for the audience. No, I, I, I think I have one that someone left, but I, I, I need to vet it first. You so. need to make sure it, it meets your personal agenda. Well, more so the FCCs. Ah, you think that they... Oh, could, yeah. oh, is that right? The mic drops get vulgar? Well, I mean, it's just it's someone that doesn't have any affiliation with the station and could say whatever they want. And if that goes out in the air, it's not on that person. It's on the person playing it. Boy, they are active already in this That's <laughs> good. comfort surface. Uh, just, just our voices, I guess. <laughs> Jackson isn't even a deputy. He is a secretary. That is from the 317, not the 314. It's a noble profession. Hey, Hot Love, could we get Lil Texas' breakdown of tonight's ice hockey game? And I'm sure since he's the hockey guy that he has insider information, he can tell us if Winnington is in net or is it Huso's house. That is from the 636. Guess we really won't, really won't know until the morning skate, so I have no information. I mean, yet you're the insider here I guess, at the yeah. station. Well, I do know Puck. Kind of. Tim, you're the best. That's from the 314. The SoCo. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, He never plays my mic drops. That's from the 636. So people say they're leaving. Good morning, Mark and the douchebag. I'd rather listen to Chanel West Coast laughed for an hour than you listen to you goons talk about the NBA for an hour. Now I'm being blamed for it. Now I'm being blamed for I don't think we've talked NBA for more than a combined 48 seconds on this show. The core issue is the people want you to get on board with the ice hockey team whose game will air here on 101 ESPN, and you will not watch that, and on top of it, you'll watch the NBA. That is the core issue. Well, there's no NBA tonight. So what will you be watching? Probably the Blues. I I have a men's league basketball game tonight. Oh, boy. But it's at 9 p.m., 
so you can watch Laze Note in Buffalo. We right. got a little early start in right. the Eastern Time Zone. Don't know if I'll be able to finish the game, but I'll, I'll watch the beginning. I think you're going to get a. I think they'll have a nice little performance for you. Mm-hmm. What, I, what I think I got a five. Two is the final. Blues win 5 okay. 2 tonight. All right. There you go. I Good hope that's that. the case. Be wonderful for you. Yeah. Oh, All right. Fair enough. If y'all don't like this show, turn it off. But it truly makes me laugh so hard every day. Hashtag balloon party forever. I don't think you're going to see that trending anywhere, but no. it's a wonderful hashtag. It is a nice sentiment. We appreciate it. <laughs> Chanel West Coast. Nah, y'all ain't that bad. What is Chanel? Are you familiar with this? Uh-huh. What yeah. is this? She was a. Co-star of Rob Dyrdek's on both Fantasy Factory and his show Ridiculousness. Now, I'm familiar with that show, but I'm not familiar with Chanel West Coast. She would be on the panel that would watch the essentially America's Funniest Home Videos kind of style show, and her laugh was often panned by people on social media because it's it's Fran Drescher esque. Right? Yeah, it's really unique in its in its way and i don't think we're at that level yet if we get there i'll make sure to let you know thank you very much what did you discover on these these mic drops that the people say they're leaving and they are saying you are censoring that you are essentially operating is is the kremlin over there we have one i just have to vet, have to it. vet it in the break i'll vet it and okay. we can play in the next second. you can use the 101 espn app to leave your mic drop here on uh hot love and little tax dba balloon party and dan mclaughlin will join us from milwaukee i believe that this is his first cardinal road game in person call since 2019 yeah i can't imagine the night because the during spring training is when they canceled games, and then they weren't on the road last year. So I think this would be this is it the first road game since 2019. And uh, carrying the discussion over from TMA, we just had this about 20 minutes ago, with regards to Bob Euchre. Iggy of TMA wanted me to ask Dan if he catches up with Bob Euchre when he sees him. And uh, Bob Euchre is still calling games for the Brewers. And I wonder how old, how old do you think Bob Euchre is, Jackson? I'll say 86. I'm going to take the over on that. Okay. 88. 88. Oh, 88 years old. God bless him. And I was saying that this still pops up. I'll occasionally see it on YouTube. And if I see it, it's like a it's a go-to. Right. Um, and that is Euchre on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And his ability to deliver lines, the timing to deliver said lines, and... The thing that I can't possibly do, well, I can't do the first two either, but I really can't do the final one, which is keep a straight face in right. doing it. And then Carson is like dying. It's as hard as you see Johnny Carson laugh is when Euchre's his guest. Oh, he's the best. And uh, many would uh, know him if they're not familiar with those appearances. Too young would be for Major League because even if you're like a young tyke here, a little tax, uh-huh. 24, I'm sure you have seen Major League. Yeah, that's... Even that's, though it was made nine years before you were born. That's that's where I know him from. Harry Doyle. Right, that's how I know him from Major League. And, Major and those League lines too. were ad-libbed. Really? Mm-hmm. Not in the script? That's outstanding. He's so he's so great in that, but he's I've heard him call games. I've seen read stories about him. He's just the coolest. Yeah, so I'm, I'm curious if Dan does. I'm sure, I, mean, I know he knows him, but I'm curious if he catches up with him. When Euchre calls the games, though, for the Brewers, it's he does them straight. And mm-hmm. by that, I mean it's not like 
telling stories right, or right, working right. in Mr. Belvedere, you know, <laughs> resets. Uh, guys, we need Elon to buy 101 for free speech. Thanks. That's from the 314. Yeah, people are starting to catch on that you are a censorship artist over there. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I am. Love this show and its host. That's from Tim's mom. It's a different number than she usually texts me from, but it's nice to have her <laughs> nice. uh, listen. Um, make sure you get the towels ironed for your YMCA men's under 40 team, Jackson. It's from the 636. I bet you're means. out there balling at the Mallin. Yeah, yeah. We only have six guys tonight, so I'm going to be a little winded, but we'll be all right. Jackson's favorite's probably Major League Three from oh, the 636. Brutal. Uh, Cardinals and uh, Brewers, 415 start. Blues, Sabres, pregame here on 101 ESPN at 5 p.m. Uh, and then you can enjoy both today. I Absolutely. Mean, settle in. Well, and then you got uh, PGA Tours at Harbortown. Of course, Good. I've played a number of times. Yeah. And uh, so you can kind of settle in, even though it is a cloudless day here in St. Louis, Missouri. Chamber For of those Commerce of you day. listening all over the world, this is a show now that has a global following. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of what our, our business model has been. Let's go global. And uh, it's a 49-degree day, sunny day in St. Louis. And then I look at the forecast next week, Jackson, and I see highs starting to get into the 70s. And it puts me in that good mindset. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I believe yesterday's rain thing was the byproduct of media manipulation. Mm. Honesty and media, yep. also one of the names of this program. Yes, sir. And I believe that what we had yesterday was a bunch of St. Louisans, people throughout the region, panicking over storms that were the byproduct of media. I really do believe that. I firmly believe that. I think local television, knowing that you know isn't exactly as relevant as it was 30 years ago, knows that the only way that people who are younger tune in is when they have snowstorms and then they go, oh, we're starting to get some big ratings talking about this big storm on Wednesday. Let's play it for all it's worth. And then it doesn't hit. And people go, what in the world happened? Well, how often, think about in your lives, how often have you known that there is going to be a day with huge thunderstorms? Usually the way it plays out is they pop up. Right. That's why people are oftentimes caught off guard. You don't know. You can't know that there are going to be tornadoes. But, yeah, I had uh, plans yesterday that were canceled because people were like, oh, we have this huge storm coming. And I thought to myself, I'm 45 years old, and I have never in my life had anything canceled for a thunderstorm. But that's the, that was the mindset yesterday. So I'm wondering if we are now going to start to see local TV outlets do what was done yesterday, which was go, well, we can get ourselves a little relevance here if we make a big deal out of a thunderstorm, just mm-hmm. like we do with the snow thing. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, I was hearing like Tuesday, like heads up, big storms. And I've, you're right. I've never heard that, you know, for sto- for snowstorms, absolutely. That's often the case. You'll hear about them a couple of days out, but never for a thunderstorm. Right. I was I was around some people on Tuesday night and they said, I'll oh, be safe tomorrow. And I go, what do you got going on? <laughs> What's going on? What's right. going on with my, you know, this is like the Curb Your Enthusiasm where some people know about the terrorist attack right. and some people don't. I'm going, hey, is there something going on that I don't know about? Right. No, there's just thunderstorms. Okay. <laughs> What's going on here? Right. What are we doing? Right. That's my theory. There is my second master's thesis for this first segment. What a treat for the listeners to get this many master's theses. Do you agree with my master's thesis on media manipulation? Well, I certainly agree that local news's biggest viewership is certainly during a weather storm. I know my parents are locked in during that stuff. So if you can do that and you can really lean into that, it would be good for business to do it as much as possible, regardless of what's happening. But 
also, again, meteorology is an inexact science that sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong, but better to be safe than sorry is my uh, MO. 100% Tim on that media manipulation. I said the same thing. It's like we're the same person. That's from the 314. Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, yes, hurricane force winds were going to be with this storm. We have a weatherman in Cape Girardeau that does exactly the same thing, overhyped except everything for sunny days. Yesterday, that was from the 314, 636. Yesterday was such a terrible precedent. People legitimately kept their kids home from school and posted their storm survival kits on Facebook with unnecessary panic. That's from the 636. See, I think you give the benefit of the doubt on it. Here's my theory, because your father was in, or is in still, but not as much as he was at one time, in in education. Uh Uh-huh. And you're viewing it through that prism. And my my comment on this is not about right. educators canceling school because that's right. a tough spot. And absolutely. and if I were in that spot, I absolutely would err on the side of caution. And from an insurance liability standpoint, I get it. Um, I'm talking about what I see going on with media in general, and whether one would want to apply it to politics or one would want to apply it to. My point is this. Here's my overarching point. Mm-hmm. Here's here's my overarching part. If it is more profitable to be disingenuous or dishonest, term I use is manipulative, uh-huh. then more often than not, you will find outlets doing that. Right. And in this case, I'm not saying they were making it up right, by any right. means. I'm not saying that. But I think, so. Oh, well, there's people talking about this. This could be a nice way that in April and May and June, when you know very few people under the age of 60 are watching us, uh, that we can get people paying attention. Because in my lifetime, I've never seen people shutting things down for a thunderstorm forecast. That yeah. is my premise. Okay. That's my premise. It's, yeah. not, a, it's not a critique of no. people being careful or educators being careful. It's a critique of media dishonesty manipulating minds. Yeah, I hear where you're coming from. Yeah, I, I, and I do probably look at it through that prism. Um, but yeah, I hear where you're coming from. That it's not being necessarily dishonest or lying about it, but... You know, if there is more money to be made doing it, why would you not do it? Uh, Tim, what you're saying right now is correct. Thanks. That's from the 314. Is Jackson's dad the dean of some bougie Ledoux prep school? <laughs> nope. He's a principal in Southern Illinois. That's right. Yep. Uh, fear sells better than good news. That's from the 636. Uh, as somebody that spent half their life in Joplin, Missouri, it makes sense to be prepared for song storms. Saying that yesterday was blown way out of proportion. Even advanced storm chasers were projecting these storms way further south and east than St. Louis. That is from the 314. All right. Uh, your thoughts are always welcome. 65780. Dan McLaughlin with us coming up at 1045. Uh, I guess that means so what your grandma think it's moved up. Yep. What do we have today? I hate to do it because it's a it's a re it's not a repeat of the same clip, but it's a repeat person. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, but I prefer to try to diversify as much as possible. But it did happen last night. Greg Popovich. Okay. He asking. made an appearance earlier in the week, I believe. He made an appearance yesterday. That's 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 what I'm saying. So, uh, not it wasn't by design. But when something like this pops up, you can't just neglect it. Was that a pun? Uh, no. Unintended if it was. Okay. All right. But, uh, glad to have, yeah, pop back in the mix. All right. That's coming up. Dan McLaughlin at 1045. You are welcome to interact on said presentation called Balloon Party here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. 
to Tim and Boy here on 101 ESPN. Dan McLaughlin coming up on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line at 1045. Cardinals and Brewers at 415 today. It's Milwaukee's home opener. Adam Wainwright on the mound for the Cardinals. And then the Blues and Sabres in Buffalo pregame at 5 p.m. right here on 101 ESPN. This is a program that solicits your invitation. 65780, Air Comfort Service text line. And assuming that Jackson's state-approved mic drops can get through, we welcome your mic drops presented by Rhino Shield uh, here on 101 ESPN. Now, as I've, I've said before, Jackson sends these questions over. I don't... Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. I'm going to go behind the scenes here sure, on this show, sure, which I sure. think would be a wonderful 30 for 30 <laughs> when you sit down to do because the, these these got to take a lot of work you send over about six or seven new and they're paragraphs uh-huh do you go god i gotta send these things over what do i how, do you enjoy because because you do them so well that i feel like you have to enjoy in order to do something well that is repetitive you have to enjoy doing it uh, I See do. What I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, and that's great because I appreciate it. Yeah. I really do. And yeah. I enjoy the things you come up with because they make me think of things. God bless. There were two that you sent yesterday at 5 p.m. that I, I thought could spur, uh, just get my mind going, and I would imagine get some of the listeners' minds going as well. One was on the XFL and then was on Urban Meyer, but not specifically Urban Meyer, but about coaches leaving the college ranks to go to the NBA, and that, that gets back to the Urban Meyer situation, which was an mm-hmm. absolute dumpster fire in Jacksonville. So on the XFL, yesterday, Yesterday, kind of a weird deal going on with the XFL right now. Right. It is strange. And by weird, they haven't decided if they're going to play in cities or if they're going to have a central location. Right. Uh, that This was in an ESPN.com article yesterday. But they were mentioning that they have determined some coaches. Right. Uh, Bob Stoops being one of them. Jim mm-hmm. Hazlitt, who was an interim coach here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also would remember him from beating the Rams in the playoffs. And Oz Akeem dropped a punt in 2000. I was in the building for that in the Superdome. Quite a debacle. And right as that punt was in the air, I turned to Randy Carrick and I said, you know, Oz hasn't fumbled one yet today. And then he fumbled <laughs> one, so you can blame me for that. Yep. 65780. <laughs> um and also my personal favorite athlete of all time, Terrell Buckley, the self-proclaimed greatest athlete since Deion Sanders. <laughs> self-proclaimed. That's correct, and that's what makes him my favorite athlete. Right. Um, and St. Louis, if St. Louis gets a team, would get Anthony Becht, um, who, of course, has a long history here from his one appearance as a member of the Jets, and he would be the coach of the St. Louis franchise if they decide to put teams in cities. But that is a decision right now. They might just play the... Did you see a city where they would just all play out of? I didn't see a city. I know the USFL is doing a vi- this, the same idea. They're playing all their games in Birmingham, and then the f- playoffs are in Canton. So it's I think they're basing it off that model. I don't know where the city is that they're thinking about. So when I saw that, not only was I disappointed, but I was confused. Now, I want to make this clear. It's not official. Right, This right, is right. not official. They may do it. They may not, according to the ESPN article. So what Jackson's question on this was, and I wonder where people are on this. Uh, you know, you're talking about about 26 months ago that the XFL was getting underway. Uh, and the question Jackson poses is, as the XFL plans its return, describe your enthusiasm for both yourself and the city if the Battlehawks make a return to the Mound City. Thank you for calling St. Louis the Mound right. City. The that correct was, way. That was professional of yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Take us back to the first Battlehawks season and describe your thoughts and feelings on them prior to their debut and how you felt when they became a local phenomenon. 
And I really liked this question because it's something that's only two years old and everybody can kind of relate to. And I would imagine everybody has some semblance of an opinion on it. And your opinion might be, yeah, I didn't really care. Right. Uh, or your opinion was, I loved it. There are mm-hmm. people who are waiting for an announcement with, with great anticipation right. of the Battlehawks returning. So my, I have a variety of thoughts on the Battlehawks topic. Um, so I guess I'll start with the one that will be con- considered negative first. I guess that's uh, good for uh, approval ratings. In a way, I think it's kind of sad that St. Louis is starting to lose the big franchise, the big leagues, and getting, you know, the minor leagues. And then it's somewhat sad that we get excited about it. And I know that's not a popular take, but again, I'm just going to sit here and be honest and, you know, that, that this that's just where I am at this point in my career. Sure. I kind of... I don't want to say I don't care, but I kind of don't care. Yeah. I, I just want to be honest with people. Mm-hmm. So that's sad to me, you know. Right. In other words, if we were in, I'm not even going to use like a Chicago or New York because that wouldn't be apples to apples. But um, I don't know like Cleveland? how excited. No, nah, I don't even like Cleveland because I want to try to find another city that doesn't have an NFL team. Uh. Point being that now with that said, two things stood out to me on on the Battlehawks. And I was just wrong. Um, number one, the marketing that they did was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, brilliant. I thought that was brilliant. And then number two, which I would rank as my biggest assessment of that time period, is that atmosphere was what I visualized and what is the case at a lot of NFL games, what I visualized an ideal Rams atmosphere being. It was Mm -hmm. kind of a Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia setting. Like a cult almost. Yes. And it wasn't this older people knitting and yelling at people to sit down in the lower bowl that you had (laughs) with Rams games because of the PSLs. Right. It was a real what I consider real, real is subjective, but a real football atmosphere. Absolutely. For XFL. Yeah. And it showed that we can have that here. Yep. And I like, one of the things that excites me about the MLS is I think that'll be more youthful. I think it'll be more energetic. Mm-hmm. Um, I might not be all that passionate exactly about the MLS as a league, but I think as far as an atmosphere goes, I think it will be a lot more youthful than a lot of things in St. Louis, which trends on the older side. And what you saw with the XFL was incredible energy. What was about to happen when the league got shut down was an absolutely packed building of people anticipating them playing the Los Angeles franchise and just raging, even though Stan Kroenke has nothing to do with that franchise. So that became a real phenomenon. And I loved it. Now, I don't know how much of that was a love of the Battlehawks as much it was a let's show the country that we have great football fans. Yeah even though I can't imagine there were a lot of people around the country monitoring the XFL to see how St. Louis turned out. Mm-hmm. It kind of came a straw man thing. But either way, St. Louis fans turned out, and it was a hell of an atmosphere. Yeah, And it became something way bigger than I ever thought it was going to be, and therefore I would love to see it come back. Jackson, your thoughts? Yeah, I well, I knew so little about it because I wasn't around for the original XFL, and so I, I guess I went into it just thinking like, okay, cool. You know, it's not going to do anything really for the city. But to see how people came out and, the, and it was certainly like a message to football in general, more specifically the NFL, like, you know, what Stan said isn't true. We love, this is a sports city. We love football here. Like we're going to show out. And that was really, really cool. And I thought in the product on the field was a lot. I mean, we saw a lot of those guys end up 
getting signed to NFL teams. Maybe they didn't play that much, but they, they got signed. Taylor Heineke won a playoff game, didn't right. he? Yeah, you're right. Taylor Heineke, he was an XFL guy. So the, the, the product on the field was better than anticipated, which I think helped big time in its success. But it's still, I mean, no one would say the product, of course, is better than the NFL, which I know you're not saying. Just uh-huh. for, but, but the atmosphere. Right. The atmosphere. That was the thing that, and, and, and not, by the way, not just the atmosphere inside the building. There, and this isn't effing February in St. Louis, man. Right, this yeah. isn't you know L.A. in February. This is St. Louis. Uh-huh. It's like the worst in February, and people are outside tailgating and yep. enthused, and it was a whole thing. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Yeah, and so great to see. Absolutely. So it really became an event. So, you know, someone uh, just texted in, the Battlehawks were an exciting team. What happens if they are bad? Do the fans care? What happens uh, now that St. Louis soccer is about to open? And that's what I was about to say. And then the text just popped up from the 573. I don't think it was necessarily about the team being successful or bad so much as it was just about having football and the experience of Football, yeah, which we really don't have in St. Louis. You have no. to drive to Columbia, Missouri, or Champaign, Illinois, if you want to, if you want to get, you know, SEC or Big Ten, uh-huh. and to have it in downtown St. Louis, it was a phenomenon. Couldn't have been more wrong about it. Yeah, yeah. couldn't have been more wrong about it. And the way they broadcasted it too was excellent with Pat McAfee on the sidelines. I thought that was always great. And and you're right that the marketing behind it and the way that they did it up was was really really smart. And now you know next year you're going from two pro sports teams playing downtown to four, albeit two of them not made, uh, one of them being a four major sport, but not a premier league, but the other one being an outside the four major sports. But it's just good to have pro sports downtown where people can go and congregate and enjoy the city of St. Louis and enjoy, you know, their fellow members of the community. I think it's all great for the city. I went to the first XFL game in St. Louis. It was one of the best sporting events I've ever been to. How about that statement? Wow. That's awesome. Uh, guys, really, it was just a dumb, fun thing. That's from the 636. You know what? I kind of got to tell you, I think that might have just summed it up. Right. But that was fine. Right, exactly. You know, you had the cacaw thing. Which is what it is, but it's, it is, it brought people together. It's yeah. like a, a sign, cacaw, and that's right. what you say. Like, you know, it's teams need that. You need that sense of identity. Supporting the Battle Hawks is more of a statement against the NFL than for St. Louis football. I'm not sure the passion would return, and I guess that's in reference to the the lawsuit being over. I, here's here, here's my theory on it. I agree with that text in that that's what I think initially got people going on it. Mm-hmm. But then I think because people got going on it to shove it up the NFL's backside, then they went there and they go, oh, this is pretty fun. Right, right. And so now the reason you might have shown up or shown interest may be irrelevant because, you know, the lawsuit's over. Kroenke's won a Super Bowl in his own building. It couldn't be, you know, it's like the Empire Strikes Back. It's yeah. the worst effing ending going. But now people know that it's a good time, and I think people would go back to it and be enthused about it. And again, it's about an atmosphere. And Rams games had this really weird thing going on where you would get yelled at for standing up. You truly did have people knitting in the lower bowl. Not like there was a a full-on section of knitting, but there were people knitting. Which is odd. I mean, having gone to games in New York and Philadelphia and New England and Seattle, the idea of seeing somebody knitting, yelling at somebody to shut, shut, you know, sit down is mind-blowing, but yet we did have it. And you had to like, and then actually we'd be the bad ones if we were standing like, oh, sorry. You know, it's third down in an NFL game. But, yes, I get it. You're working on that sweater. It's so strange. I think you're going to see some something somewhat similar with the MLS where people go, like, it's going to be a fun time. You know, whatever the product is on the field is what it is. But I think people are really going to get into 
It's about game. energy and atmosphere. Yeah. I, I think in a way you can draw a parallel in college football. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, Missouri's playing Louisiana Tech on, what is it, September 1st or August 31st, something right. like September 2nd, whatever. Point is Labor Day weekend. Yeah, it's Louisiana Tech. Right. Ideally, that's not a loss, you know, just Hopefully. like the Abilene Christian magic that's coming a couple weeks later. But it's about being down there, usually good weather at that time of Absolutely. year, and tailgating and hanging out, and maybe seeing people if you went to school there who you haven't seen in a while, and uh-huh. having some booze and enjoying yourself. Absolutely. That's what it's about. It's yeah. not about, man, I can't wait to see what Louisiana Tech has this year. Right. And I think that's what more will be the case when it comes to if the Battle Hawks return and with, you know, STL City. That's right. what I think you will have. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that will just be about atmosphere and that's a great thing mm-hmm. bush stadium people are i know i was especially when i was younger just like like man i can't believe people aren't paying attention to the game i love baseball i love baseball i love baseball uh-huh. and a blues game at this time of year man it's intense people certainly want to have a good time don't get me wrong but when playoff hockey rolls around oh, people yeah. are locked, locked in, in. cats and dogs right so uh yeah i was wrong on the xfl and uh, just essentially throw another log on the fire on things that I've been wrong on. Although I'm six and three on predictionary. Yep. Did I release a golf play yesterday? Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. No golf plays were released. My bet I put a little ten dollar play on uh, Maverick McNeely to win, but that's to win. That's that can't be for prediction. No, no, no. That's not that's not the odds we're looking for. No, no, no. I, I think he's plus five thousand, so I can't. <laughs> I don't think we can put that That'd on uh, on predictionary. Uh, Dan McLaughlin coming up in fifteen minutes. So what your grandma think coming up in a couple of minutes? You're listening to Tim and Boy on one hundred and one ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on one hundred and one. ESPN. Sometimes the media asks bad questions, like C- congratulations. Um, congratulations. I lost. You lost. Yes. Oh. Or what went through your mind when you were told that the contract was done? What's that? And when that happens, players will fire back. I mean, are you looking to get into a pissing match? Me, you and I. Right, it's a clown question, bro. Now it's time for. So, what your grandma think? Yes, yes. All right, Jackson, what do we got going on here? I know we got Dan McLaughlin coming up in seven minutes. That's what I know. Yeah, yeah. So I'll make this as quick as I can. Well, I'm not trying to tell you to make it quick. This well, is this is a delicious meal you've prepared for the audience. <laughs> we don't want to rush through it. You're no, not trying you're to make right. it quick. You're right. Here, I'm I'll... just letting the audience know it's on our itinerary. Okay. Baby, no, I hear you. you're beautiful, and I want you to know that. <laughs> God you bless. You are beautiful. God bless. I appreciate it. Uh, so the Spurs lose last night, and that knocks them out because they are the I think they were the 10 seed, yeah, no, they're the 9 seed, versus the Pelicans. And so Popovich was asked if he will be back next year. And, uh, you know, he wasn't a big fan of maybe releasing that information. Okay. Steadily improved in those areas. That's the fourth year in a row I've asked you this, but do you think he'll come back for another round with this? I'm sorry? Do you think he'll come back and do this again? Devin? Do you? Well, that's, that's questions inappropriate. Pop. I wanted to hear more. That's all. That's, that's you had reeled me in. That's it. That's that's where he, he was. I think the reporter. Did he say anything more? Or did the uh, reporter go back for more? No, he leaned back. He said, "Not getting it." But I just like how I don't know where he heard Devin from, but he said Devin. <laughs> they referenced to Devin Booker. I don't, it's just here was uh... Devin. <laughs> don't know where it came from, but he was not a fan of the question. So Pop goes back to back. I'll tell you what, and I feel bad, but Pop has, and we played that clip yesterday, so I see the video of it, and I think that clip was from 2010, and it's it, the NBA has taken a toll on Greg Popovich. He's uh, looks a little more weathered, so you think but, he's done? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it was so tragic when he lost his wife a couple of years ago, and that was so brutal. And he's just one of the, he's one of the greatest coaches in sports over the past 20 years. And so it sucks to see an end of an era. It just sucks that, you know, he, he was so dominant. His teams were so dominant in his prime, and now he's uh, he's been a fringe team in the playoffs for the past four or five years. So that sucks. Uh, we got a uh, gambling play here from a listener. Oh, sweet. Love to hear SGP it. SGP gambling call plus 115. Marlins over Phillies, minus one and a half, over seven and a half runs, total eighth inning result. Mar- I think actually somebody just was placing a bet and they texted in by mistake. <laughs> Wanted to get it in with their guy. <laughs> yeah. They've got us mistakenly as their guy, as their neighborhood man, and placing a wager. Yeah. Hot Love, are you going to be like a proud papa when Boyd takes that next step and becomes a man? Thanks. That's from the 636. Well, you know. I think I've. He's I've, the most eligible bachelor in St. Louis. That's what the ladies say. The ladies like his style. Right. <laughs> right. I am the most eligible. So, you know, hit me up. Tim, you were right. I was definitely told to sit down during Rams games when they were on when they were here on the goal line against the Seahawks in the last minute of a game, and I was like, "What? Rams games were weird like that." That's from the three one four. It goes on at Bush Stadium too. I kind of understand it more with baseball. I don't think it goes on at Blues games. I, maybe a Blues fan can tell me an, an occasional anecdote. I can't imagine there's much of it at Blues games. But at Rams games, it was a weird deal. Uh-huh. And it drove me up the wall because it lends itself to people who really want to get into a football game going, I don't want to go because I'm going to get yelled at if I'm into the game and I'm cheering on third down. I mean, the, the fans can play ask. People are Chiefs fans. Fans can play a role in creating a delay a game or a false right. start. Absolutely, yeah. And so you're getting yelled at to sit down. So weird. There was so much wrong with how the Rams went about the whole prior. I remember going, I went, I got my parents to drop me off downtown so I could watch a preseason game uh, against the Packers. I wanted to see Aaron Rodgers, and more importantly, I wanted to see uh, St. Louis Rams play football. And I went up to the ticket booth and I said, Can I have a ticket? You know, it's five minutes before. Look at you. You're like part of the knothole gang (laughs) in the 2000s. Hey, can I get a ticket, Slugger? Uh, But uh, I was like, you know, can I get a ticket? It's five minutes for kickoff. Oh, full price, 80 bucks. I was like, are you serious? Like, I'm not going to pay $80 for a preseason game that kicks off. If you don't sell me this ticket, you're just going to have to eat that. I'm gi- I'll am give you— So you begin, you begin berating the, the ticket broker. Well, I feel like a year or two before, the Cardinals introduced dynamic pricing, which is awesome. Right. Get people five, $10 tickets so we can get people in the stadium. It's a great idea, and more stadiums across the country use it. And they were like, no, it's sorry, it's full price. So I went to a scalper. Uh, they lost out on the money, so it's on them. Uh, guys, uh, Pools up with the bases loaded in a playoff game. Got told to sit down. I refused and almost fought the guy complaining. Thanks. That's from the 314. <laughs> uh, blues game only when you leave during gameplay. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's an. That's not, that's not. A, I don't believe it's a written rule. Right. But it's just understood. Is like etiquette. Yes. Like you're for a, a PGA Tour event. Yeah. You don't say anything when you're near a player about to take a swing. Absolutely. During a Blues game, it's understood. You don't get up and go to the concessions or the restrooms while, you know, right. game's going on. And then when there's a whistle for stoppage and play, then you get up. Or just like if you're in the tunnel getting ready to go back into your seat, they have you wait. And I love that system. Absolutely. It's a nice system. And I think it needs to be passed down more because people my age, like I go to the games with my friends, whether it be baseball or hockey, and it's like, and they just get up like right there. And I'm like, hey, like not really what you do. Like you sit down until there's a stoppage and play or in baseball in between pitches you may make that move or in between batters. Not during the middle of gameplay. 
Your thoughts are welcome. 65780. Uh, Air Comfort Service text line. Talking it over with Dan McLaughlin here in a matter of moments. He is in Milwaukee with the Cardinals, where they will take on the Brewers for Milwaukee's home opener today. 415. Looking forward to talking it over with Dan here in a matter of moments on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Pleasure indeed, Jackson, to welcome Dan McLaughlin to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line here on 101 ESPN. Dan, hello again, everybody. My goodness, what an intro. <laughs> <laughs> time to be alive in Milwaukee. Well, wow, we're living in exciting times. I, I want to say that what a call on, on Albert. I'm sure you've heard it 5,000 times already, but I haven't talked to you since then. What a call on Albert Pujols home run the other Absolutely. night. Absolutely. Well, he did all the work, so that's okay. Uh, no, that was pretty awesome. I mean, we knew at some point it was probably going to happen, right? He's going to hit a home run, or <clears throat> you just don't know when it's going to happen, and it happened right after Arenado. And I, I've told you, Tim, on and off the air a bunch, you know, I don't I don't script calls. I just, yeah. whatever comes out of my mouth and the emotion of the moment, that's how I do it. Uh, I've got uh, Rick Doherty who's sitting next to me on my left, and he does our stats. And I'm looking at him as I made the, like the home run got hit, and I'm just like going crazy as if I was talking to a fan next to me, and that's how I did it. And the headset are just, you know, it's on my head, and I turn to my left. I'm not even watching what's going on. I'm going nuts and uh, and try to make it fun. I mean, I've, I've always said on a serious note that this is entertainment, right? This is supposed to be something that people sit down and enjoy, and they've had a real job, and they come home, and they're watching the game, and couple of guys on there just trying to have some fun with the the game and that's that's what i try to do yeah i captured the emotion of the moment for so many people that was a hell of a call and uh just it's been super fun to see those at bats and it just takes me back to 2011 when i saw him on opening day at the plate uh and it's just been incredibly cool to see plus the team's playing some good baseball out of the gate uh anything stand out to you i mean i realize we're talking about a small sample size at this point couple of rainouts, but anything in particular stand out at this moment for you yeah, I mean, I think there's a few things. I mean, Adam Wainwright looked great, six scoreless on opening day. Um, and, you know, I, I think we just take for granted how good he's been. I would say that would definitely be be one of the things that, that stands out for me in no particular order. Um, it's hard not to be excited with what Nolan Arenado yeah. is doing with three home runs, and he's driven in nine. He's got an extra base hit in each of the first four games. So that's pretty amazing to see that. he's. Already, I think he's got uh, – yeah, four now in, in the first four games. And then the bullpen. Um, the bullpen has stood out to me. And, and Ryan Helsley looks fantastic. Um, and, and they've had to cover a lot of innings here early on just because starters are going short across Major League Baseball. I checked on it the other day, Tim. I think they're averaging like four and a third or four and two thirds or something like that. And that's going to change here in the next week or so. But the bullpen has done a really nice job. And Jordan Hicks going into the rotation, um, he looked I'm just telling you, he looked awesome in spring training, and it was very limited. But everything that he was doing, it was like a real compact delivery. Um, everything was in the strike zone with movement, whether it was the fastball or his breaking ball. And uh, I thought the other day, it was like, wow. You know, I mean, if, if he can stay healthy and, and make a start every fifth day and be a part of this rotation, he becomes a massive weapon moving forward for this team. So, those were some of the good things, I think, and some of the trends to follow here early on with the Cardinals. Uh, Iggy uh, had a question he wanted me to to ask you, and I know that, that you like when I can kind of serve as a conduit between you and 
and Ken Strode. Guys like you and Iggy. <laughs> I can't wait for this question. It's, it's, it's actually stunningly uh, one wonderful question. I'm anxious. It has you nothing to do with Iggy. the resort in Jamaica either, so it's going to be great. It, well, you know I love Iggy, though. Right? I do. So oh, I know. A shot at Iggy. I just, no. I'm just curious where this is going. He actually wanted to know if you see and talk to Bob Euchre regularly and what your interaction is like with Bob Euchre. And I go, I got to tell you, I know that you I know that you're close with Marty Brenneman, former Reds broadcaster, but I didn't know what your rapport was like with Bob Euchre, who is now 88 and, uh, you know, a legend. So I'm curious what your interaction is with him. On behalf of Iggy, I'm asking the question. Okay, so here's a shameless plug. Uh, I recorded a podcast this morning with Martin Kilcoin on Scoops with Danny Mac. Uh, I love me some Martin Kilcoin. Oh, yeah. Yes, and he's hilarious. But we, one of the things he said, you know, we were talking about just being back on the road, and I said one of the great things about being here in Milwaukee is that I cannot wait to see Bob Euchre. Um, I, 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 I call him a friend. Would I say we're tight? No. But do I uh, make a point to always talk to him every day when we're here or if he makes the rare trip to St. Louis? Absolutely. And the first thing I guarantee he'll, he'll see me and go, Maxwell, how you doing? <laughs> That's <laughs> a great impression. He calls, me, he calls me Maxwell. So, um, and so he, he's great. And I have made a point um, to really not bother him a lot because, and I've said this to him, I said, I, he goes, why don't you sit down? Why don't you have dinner with you? Come in here. And I said, look, I'm not one of those people that that is going to bother you. Like he walks around with security at the ballpark. Oh, so, is that right? Wow, really? Oh, yeah. He's got he's got somebody next to him at all times, and you can understand people want a piece of him. I mean, it's he's not only, you know, think about how well known he is nationally and hilarious, and all the the appearances on Johnny Carson. I think he had the most ever. Yeah, we were talking but, about that um, earlier in the show, man. Just golden yeah. segments. They were awesome. And so then you had the movie stuff. And, and, and so when he does a game here in Milwaukee, he's been doing it forever. You know, now, now you add all that to the fact that he's the voice of your team and he's great. He does a great job of play-by-play. Um, you can understand what kind of legend he is here and, and the attention that he garners. So uh, I try to limit it, but um, he always tells me, he's like, you got to stop that. You can't, you can't do that. You got to come in here. And one of my favorite things was we brought Euchre into the booth in St. Louis when Mike Shannon uh, yeah. went out to a pawn store and bought a tuba. And, yes. because, you know, Euchre <laughs> in the 64 World Series yeah. was catching the, the fly balls. Yeah. With tuba. And they took it out of his yeah, They took it out of his World Series earnings for, <laughs> to, to, to read, you know, to buy the tuba or repair it or whatever. So Shannon comes into the booth on television a few years ago. I got McCarver. He brings in the tuba, and then we said, oh, we got to bring Euchre in here. So we bring in Euchre, and it was television gold. I mean, some of those segments are just hilarious. And many, many years ago, Tim, I know I'm making this a long story, but many years ago when I was working at KMOX, I would do the fill-in, or the fill, I should say, prior to first pitch. So news would end at like 6.10, say the yeah. game's at 6.30 or something, and I would do 20 minutes. And so one of the times I, I sat down Euchre for 20 minutes, and Costas called Euchre and said, hey, Dan's a good guy. Take care of him. He's a good guy. And and so that's 25, 30, I guess what, 22 years ago, 23 years ago. And ever since then, he's just treated me like uh, a contemporary. I mean, he's, he's just so good to me, and I – I can't wait to see him when I get to the ballpark. That's awesome. That's so great to hear. That's awesome. That's oh, incredible. He's, he's, yeah, he's no, just he's phenomenal. He, and he's great with people. Uh, and, and and I see it. I mean, I've asked him, like, 
you know, for my golf tournament, hey, would you mind signing a ball? He's like, Maxwell, are you kidding me? What do you got? You know, <laughs> you know, and, and, and he comes in and he'll find us. Like he'll he'll come over to our booth and find us. And here he is at 88, and he'll do that if we haven't seen him first. So that's the kind of guy he is. Oh, that's absolutely outstanding. Uh, we have a texter wanting to know if you're staying at the Haunted Hotel while you're up there, and I feel like uh, yes. I'll, I'll wrap it up with that. You are at the Haunted Hotel. Yes. Have you... I have not had any issues. I mean, I've been here for many, many years. <laughs> you've had, no, you've had have... no paranormal encounters? None. I mean, I, I, it's, it's, I've had no problems whatsoever. Sometimes it gets a little hot in my room, but I don't think that's from any. <laughs> you don't think that's from a ghost altering the thermostat. Wasn't it former Cardinal Brendan Ryan who was a little freaked out by the uh, the lodging in Milwaukee? Oh, there's more than that. <laughs> Trust me. And we may have a couple players or people here that feel that same way too. Oh wow. Nice. Oh, yeah. It's a good deep so tease. I, that's good stuff. I just got done having a little breakfast with uh, Jim Hayes and oh, uh, the cat. Thompson. Yeah, and the cat's doing great. And uh, so anyway, and he said, uh, what do you think of this? And I said, well, bring it to me, Jimmy. What do you got? He said, uh, you know, might have to maybe see if a player will allow me to do a little segment in their room. And let's talk about this haunted Oh, thing. what a wonderful said, idea by the cat. I, I said, I think you should do it. I don't know if anybody will agree to yeah, it. Who, who on the roster would agree to that? Well, I, I think he might be trying to get Kisner to do it. That's the guy. Kis- Kiz is a good dude, so yeah. he, he he'll play along. He'll play some. He'll play ball with us. Has he had any paranormal? I don't want to ruin the story, give away the tease, but I'm really intrigued by this. I I don't think he has, but there are stories of. I'm not going to say the player, but it, it, there was a story of where he said he saw a particular ghost or something like that, and freaked <laughs> him out, and went downstairs and. In the lobby was the painting of the ghost. Ah, oh my god! Ah, oh my god! Ah. I think the no. cat has shared this with me. <laughs> yeah, if there's somebody yeah. to cover this, the cat is on it. I know. I yeah. The, the story of Milwaukee. It's, it's a thing. Something. I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. it's a thing. All well, right. I thought maybe uh, Tim and and Jackson that maybe a ghost took my shirts that uh, I needed for this trip. And because I haven't been on a road trip in three years, I realized I didn't pack them. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah. I had to call the wife, and I said, uh, is there uh, some stuff hanging there? And she's like, yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, she goes, you better go buy one. I go, yeah, I got about four hours. <laughs> Do some shopping in Milwaukee. So if you see a, a, a non-iron shirt on television, don't don't uh, yell at me. I'm just trying, to, I'm trying my best here. I'll blame the ghost. Dan will be on the call today. The Brewers home opener, Adam Wainwright, on the mound, and there might be a ghost story told by the cat on the pregame. Tomorrow. Dan- That'll be tomorrow on the pregame. Ah, ooh, deep tease for tomorrow. Dan, yeah. always enjoy talking it over. Have a great call today, sir. All right, fellas. Thanks. There he is, thanks, Dan, Dan McLaughlin. We'll wrap it up here on Balloon Party. BK and Ferrario are up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This is 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.